0: Coming up, Johnny Strouser is back again to discuss the WGC championship sponsored by Workday. Colin Murakawa gets his fourth PGA Tour victory. It was another tour de force as far as ball striking goes. And if that dude putts, he is going to be one tough guy to beat going forward. We also talk about Victor Hovland being awesome at golf, Rory being disappointing at golf yet again and uh seems like brooks Kepka is back and he is trending toward the masters can't wait to see what he does there we also previewed the arnold Palmer invitational in orlando this week um rory mcelroy listed as the favorite we got some guys at the top of the board that we are going to fade this week and a foreshadowing i like sam burns yet again this week before we get to the pod
1: I want to talk to you real
0: quick about the Golf Garage. It is everything you need as far as improving your game with uh, TrackMan simulators to get your, your numbers. You can work on your game there. Um, uh, fitting studio, you can get club uh, fitted for clubs, uh, club repair. Um, everything you need is right there. Uh, call Matt or Dave if you need a time on a simulator. They will hook you up. Check out the Golf Garage at golfgaragefw.com. And here we go. Welcome to another episode of your best bets. It is another Monday where we're going to celebrate another win on this podcast. Uh, before we get to discussing the WGC in Bradenton, Florida, let's bring in Johnny Strauser after a week off of the podcast. Johnny, you have a good week last week?
1: It was a good week. Listen to uh, you and and Tim there and um, had uh, had some pretty good picks there and I suggested a couple on my own and and between the three of us here it was a it was a pretty good pretty good sunday it
0: really was uh we'll we'll talk about a little bit the run that we've we've been on the last i guess five weeks uh uh before we get to reviewing the wgc and looking ahead to the arnold palmer um we'll we'll talk about tiger here um probably you know what we're going to talk about is not new news um Uh, You know, there's probably not a lot more to say about this, but we'll we'll give our thoughts on the situation, uh, at least off the top here. Um, uh, Last Tuesday, you know, Tiger being in a a single car accident out in California, um, he was doing some, uh, you know, some some work with some celebrities. We saw him with Dwayne Wade on Monday, last Monday um, for for a television show he was filming on his way to the golf course early in the morning. Um, and, and involved in a single-car accident. Um, and when, when, when the news broke Tuesday, it, it felt really um, sort of surreal when you started to get more information on Twitter. Uh, I know both of us were, were texting back and forth, you know, trying to understand the severity of it. And it, it felt really eerie and, and similar to the Kobe Bryant situation this time last year um as more information came in you saw photos you saw the vehicle and then that's when you started to get really worried and and you heard you know some you know serious to critical injuries and um so basically we're looking at a situation where you know Tiger's pretty lucky to be alive and I think you and I both are grateful that he's still around and um you know we're not even thinking about the golf here because the the types of injuries he suffered with his legs these you know crush compound compound fractures of his of his tibia and fibula um, it, it's it's going to be a massive comeback um, so the golf aside just happy Tiger made it through this and um, yeah your thoughts
1: yeah I mean still a little a little shocked by it but. Tuesday was was quite the day because when that news broke that uh, uh, he was in a car accident and basically all we had at that point were, uh, you know, there was a couple people reporting um, from, you know, what they could out in California. But just the visuals from, you know, the helicopter uh, that was taking pictures and seeing the condition of that vehicle was just, I mean, it was just, it just made made you sick to your stomach on, on how it looked. and. You know, without getting any kind of information, because you're hearing serious injuries, and how could there not be? And it's like, are are we seeing you know another, like you said, Kobe Bryant type injury there, or type type situation there where where it ends up being fatal? And 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 thank goodness that you know the 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 leg injuries, as major as they are, was was the uh, was the worst of it because you know judging by how that that wreckage looked, I mean, it could have been, uh, it could have been far worse than that. And, you know, just throwing, throwing the golf aspect aside, which at this point we need to do anyways, um, for a lot of what he does, um, you know, uh, it's, it's good that, uh, it's good that he, you know, was able to, uh, you know, go to the hospital with the operations and and whatnot. And, you know, um, he's going to recover from those eventually. but. but yeah, it was it was uh, um, just it, it was scary just for the lack of uh, the unknown and how information travels fast and how a lot of people want to be the first to report and not necessarily the first to report accurately. So you can only go by you know what what tweets you're seeing, what what you're seeing on ESPN and whatnot, and 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 thankfully thankfully he's he's gonna you know he survived the crash and. You know he's going to eventually recover whether that you know translates into golf i don't know it doesn't really matter at this point you know it's just good to see that where he's at in his life as far as uh, as a father as as a friend to a lot of these pga tour players i mean i think that's that's the most important thing and i think him being a, uh, a happy and content person for all the the stuff that he's gone through um uh you know out and off the golf course in his early life i mean. it's good to see that 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 this uh you know could end up eventually turning out to be something you know that that won't be that bad if you take the golf aspect out of it
0: sure which is 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 hard to do and think of the the, you know the idea that we may never see him play competitive golf again it's such an absolute statement to make at this point but the possibility is obviously on the table um you know, it's it's weird because, you know, when Tim and I recorded this podcast last Monday night, we, we talked about him and we said it just something seemed off and he just didn't, you know, it just we were kind of concerned about him. And then and, and that happened the next day. I felt like, wow, that was, that was sort of foreshadowing or, or something. And, and of course, there was a lot of speculation immediately, which, you know, as you uh, referenced, people tend to do, um, you know. Sort of already been cleared as far as that goes. I, I was reading today that maybe there's some forensic uh, you know analysts that think he he may have fallen asleep at the wheel, which which sort of makes sense with the the dynamics of the crash if you if you really analyze it. Um, but that aside, I was, I was thinking about this last week. It, it's, it's crazy. And I know you and I are on the same page about this and, and we've both been following since his amateur days and when he won, you know, three straight mm-hmm. us amateurs in the mid nineties. I mean, he's been part of our lives for 25 years now and week and yes. week we, as golf golfers and golf fans and fans of his, you, you can kind of think back to different parts of your life. Um, different ages where you know he was a part of it i i referenced last week i remember watching his first masters win in 97 with my dad and then 23 years later 22 years later watching him win the masters in this epic comeback with my son um and it's weird how it came full circle um for someone like me and i'm sure there are countless people that can feel the same way and um yeah just as a, a fan of his you know, I, I'd be incredibly bummed if it ended this way for his career, but if he can make a comeback and live a productive life and be still in the game, um, I think that's all you can ask for at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I, I think that's, that's why he's, he, he, you know, a reason why he's so revered among a lot of people is because yeah, 1994 when he first won uh, the USAM at, at TPC Sawgrass, that's kind of where he, you know, bust out of the scene, you know, when he's on NBC, it, it, you know, it became a thing. And then it was just year after year after year. And so many, you know, he, he became for, for sports fans, for golf fans, just that, uh, that, that, presence there all the time. So a lot of people really, you know, feel connected to him and, you know, not, not necessarily as, as a comparable athlete, but because a lot of what he did, throughout his life, throughout his adult life, we've lived it and we've got to see it. And, you know, it just, it it, it has that sort of effect on, on so many different people. And, you know, I was thinking about it, 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 whether it is the end of his golf career or whether it wasn't, I think if you thought about it in like 2016 or 2017, when he had the back fusion surgery, if at that point you would have said, he is gonna win one more major and he's gonna win one more event to tie Sam Snead for 82, career wins would you take that right now considering uh what happened and i don't know who would say no to that so it's like you know it's if it is an end i can't imagine as competitive as he is though if that's if he can still possibly play if that's how he wants to go out but if it is you know so yeah
0: yeah um yeah that's a great that's a great thought and and it's kind of it it, it adds on to what Tim and I were talking about last week and asking what else, what else do we need from him? Golf wise. I mean, he gave us, yep. he gave us the 2019 masters, which was icing on the cake. He gave us two other wins. And, um, I, I think probably 99% of, of golf fans out there never, never thought we'd get back to that point. So, um, I think we should be just grateful for what he did give us in his career and in the last couple of years and grateful that he's still around and, um, uh, it was cool to see the outpouring of support uh, from the players um, across all tours. You know, wearing the red and black yesterday, I definitely want to yep. get in. I, w- I definitely want to get into some of those specific looks as we get into the tournament. Um, <laughs> but obviously, the players love them; they revere them, and uh, hopefully, we hopefully we see them back. You know, at least you know around around the game uh, soon enough. Um, let's get to the WGC Championship. I guess it's the work day. They're just you know, sort of sponsoring everything at this point on the PGA tour. Um, this was in uh, Bradenton, Florida at the concession, um, the
1: concessions.
0: which man, it really showed out. I was, I, I love this. I love this place. Um, we'll get into the golf course. Uh, uh, Colin Murakawa wins, uh, his fourth win in 41 starts. Uh, that's an incredible percentage. And, uh, um, Obviously, we we talked about him last week. He was the very first bet I made on Monday morning, and I I couldn't believe the sixth the sixth ranked player in the world coming off a pretty solid event in his previous start was at what plus five thousand plus forty five hundred. Um, what what a steal on the odds! Uh, but this guy is he is so good at golf, and we know that his weakness has been putting and. Um, I guess when you give yourself 12 footers on every hole, you can't make them all, but he's, if there's any Achilles heel, he's had early in his career. It's been putting, but uh, I, I, once he got in the lead Saturday, I felt, I felt good about him because he just doesn't, he doesn't spray the ball. He doesn't miss a lot of shots and he's arguably the best iron player on tour right now. Uh, Your thoughts on Morikawa.
1: Yeah, I, I could echo exactly what you said there. And, and I, he was kind of off my radar, um, this last week because he hadn't done great in California. I mean, he hit the ball pretty well, but him hitting the ball pretty well is pretty standard for him. But the putting was just not there. And him, he's a California kid. So when you switch from those Poana greens over to, to Bermuda, um, a lot of times that, that, uh, is a tough adjustment, especially for a West coast guy coming to the East coast or an East coast guy going to the West coast. So I, you you had sent me a text before you recorded the show and said, "Hey, I can't believe this guy's numbers like that." And I'm thinking, you know, plus forty six fifty, I might want to jump on that because once start people start seeing that, it could could go down quite a bit. So I got in on that too, uh, off of your suggestion there. And when you you know reiterated on the pod, it was like, okay, this is a this, I feel good about this. But yeah, he's just he he's your he's just a, a, like the perfect tour player where he just. He's got that swing groove where he hits it long, hits it straight, and he's the best iron player on tour probably. And he's probably going to be the best iron player, you know, in this decade. Um, mm. The putting, he he finally figured something out there. And uh, the one thing I like about what he's been doing lately is is he's reaching out to these former uh, PGA pros um, yeah. uh, with with some putting lessons. So it is physical, but a lot of the stuff in putting putting um, is mental and talking to these guys and, and gaining the confidence. And he had said some things early in the week about how he felt pretty good about his putting. And it was like, oh, well, if he's confident about it, you know, it's not just lip service um, from a lot of times when these guys say that kind of stuff. So he just kind of backed it up and, and he, he was able to stay out of those, uh, stay out of the water for the most part, the bunkers were tough and he, and when you can hit it on the, the different, portions of the greens where the pins are at the greens are as perfect as they are he got rolling and uh, just was making birdie after birdie after birdie I mean it wasn't just one of those you know yeah. five birdies 13 pars I mean it was these stretches where he would go uh, six birdies and eight holes and, and that's that when, when guys are doing that that means things are working I mean there, there might be a power bogey in there from time to time but once he got going on that and and played well through the first couple days, it was it was kind of his event to lose at that point.
0: Yeah, it was the middle of the round Saturday when he he you know, when he I think he made five or six in a row in the middle of his round and he stretched that lead out to five and and uh yeah, he, he was he was putting the ball. Not only is he just a, a really good iron play, he hits, he hits the same three to four yard cut and it's always on the proper side he's always got a 10 footer up the hill i i I mean it's just it's it's almost boring if it wasn't so just damn impressive to do it with a four iron or a seven iron or a wedge it's just it's it's what he does is so repeatable And, and he's not long off the tee but he doesn't have to be because he's so good um with his irons and yeah, I mean, if, if he continues the the putting the way that he putted this weekend, I mean, he's incredibly tough to beat. Uh, yeah, using that saw grip with uh, working with Mark O'Meara. Shout out Mark O'Meara. I um, haven't <laughs> talked about him in a while. Um, yeah, I mean, this I, I can't wait to see what else he's going to do. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's now the fourth-ranked player in the world. You know, why doesn't he get the publicity that he probably deserves? Let's just say if, if, if this was Matthew Wolf. I mean, this guy'd be on cover of Sports Illustrated.
1: Yeah, he's just he he plays he plays boring golf, and and boring golf is generally really really good golf. But I mean, he doesn't have he doesn't have the unique swing of, of, of Matthew Wolfe or he doesn't have the physique of you know a Dustin Johnson or or John Rahm, and he doesn't have the 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 type of kind of fiery attitude um, that you see a lot of these guys have and so he just he's just one of those guys who just kind of plods along and and i mean he's going to keep winning these events and and pretty soon i mean he'll get the cover of sports illustrated and and he'll be more well known but he you know as far as uh you know a a general interest in in uh, the casual golfers i mean i'm sure he doesn't get what he you know what he deserves yet but he's so young and i mean four events already a wgc and a major championship. I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time. I think with, with, uh, with him as far as him becoming a household name among a lot of just casual golf fans.
0: Yeah. 24 years old, four wins, one major WGC. Uh, he's got a, you know, a, a, another win in a really solid event last year at the Workday. day. Um, uh, Career trajectory for for Colin Morikawa. You and I love to do this. Uh, I mean, this this guy is going to win multiple majors. Obviously, since he's already got one. I know we talked about this. I think in our our January show on the on the 2021 preview, uh, I think we we tossed around who's who's going to have the most wins this decade. And I th- I think we we were down to Morikawa, Justin Thomas, and John Rahm. Are you of those three? Who who has the most wins in, in this decade?
1: I mean, I'm still going to, I picked Morikawa. I'm going to double down on him, but I mean, it, it, it could be any one of them. I mean, if they're all healthy, they're all elite players. But as far as Morikawa just goes out there and he just, he rarely has a bad week of, of ball striking. And I think that alone will make him, you know, he'll make a lot of cuts. And all he's got to do is have that one week where he gets that putter on fire like he did, and he's going to end up, uh, um, you know, winning a lot of events like that. And if he can, if he can kind of keep that positive attitude with his putter and and continue to, I'm not saying make changes or tinker or anything like that, but constantly look to upgrade. I I I would say him barely, but yeah. I mean, yeah. you're talking yeah. three unbelievable players.
0: Yeah. It. it it's going to it would be close if you you had to, to make a bet on that for the next 10 years but uh I, JT is i don't I don't want to call you know it a slump what he's in right now but he's in a little bit of a funk more than you know a little bit longer than we've ever seen him i, I guess in the last couple of years but um, I still trust his ability to win but Morikawa is on a uh, he's on a Justin Thomas like trajectory for his you know late 20s he'll have double digit wins by that point. Uh, it's hard to not envision him winning 2 to 3 times a year. I mean just just on yeah. the just on his ability alone. I want I want to talk about Victor Hovland. This guy is un- unbelievable. Oh my I mean he, <laughs> you want to talk about a guy that might have like his floor every week it feels like top 15 and he in a way he his floor might be a little bit higher than Morikawa because uh hovland is just he's just so good and i couldn't believe how many birdies he made we know about what happened end of uh, his round friday making the quad on nine and um and besides that hole he might have won this tournament
1: yeah i mean in theory i know the event takes uh, takes a different form once you make a quad. But, you know, if he doesn't, you know, blade that out of the bunker um, on nine over the green and, and, and play back and forth there, and, you know, if he had made a par, which, of course, um, I mean, obviously yeah. he didn't, he actually was more under par than than Morikawa was. So, I mean, yeah. you know, if you think about that type of thing, he played well enough to win the event. Um, but, gosh, he just, he'll go out there and, and can make a ton of birdies and he, he kind of plays, you know, a little bit fearless out there and, and he really just, he has, he has a lot of faith in his, in his game and he's fun to watch. And I think you said, you know, and obviously we look at it from a betting standpoint, he could be generally week to week at worst, a top 15 type player. Cause he always seems to sneak in there. Like he'll, you know, he may not play well the first couple of days, but then you'll see him shoot 64, 65, something like that on a Saturday and get himself into the top 10, top 20. So, you know, looking forward, uh, going forward here is when he's playing an event, top 10 bets, even if he, he doesn't really match well with the golf course, aren't a bad play uh, as a possible option because I I expect him to win quite a bit too. I mean, he's one of those, you know, he's in that same class of people. And yeah. Fun to watch and and just, you know, he can go deep.
0: Yeah. Yeah i was so i I don't know that's that's, i was uh, as impressed with him as i've been uh, ever watching him and and you know i even you know won money off of him in in december when he won but this tournament he was just i i couldn't believe some of the shots he was hitting how many birdies he was making um and uh still wearing the orange on on sunday and uh uh not you know fashion's not not up his alley at this point um but he is the best Oklahoma State player on tour right now.
1: <laughs> uh some Ricky Fowler's like, God, my back hurts. He just got yeah, probably got stabbed there. Yeah. yeah. No, shut, he shut. is he is he is. Overwolf uh, and
0: uh, Yeah. Right now. Is. Um What do we make of I, I don't want to keep belaboring this point every time Rory's in the hunt and he just is kind of not present on Sunday, but I, I'm starting to think that, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to make absolute statements, but this, this isn't the same guy from 2014. I mean, he hasn't won a major in seven years and now he's, he's close to, a, I think a year and a half of not winning. I mean, I just, it just kind of bums me out.
1: Yeah. He's, he's so, so good. And he's so good for the game. I mean, he, he's just one of those guys that you just need some wins. Cause you know, he's a great interview. And he's a great golfer, but the way he wins his events, though, I mean, the the players he when he won that a couple of years ago, that was more of he had to kind of play through a, you know, a full eighteen holes on Sunday. But like you look at most of his majors, didn't he just blow the field out? So it's either yeah, you know, a come from behind win, or where you can just kind of freewheel it and, and and shoot low, and then you know not play in the last group and win, or he's got to just. Blow everybody out when he was doing in the early you know twenty tens. But I mean, he's a guy though that when he's in contention, you know, you look at some of these guys who you can trust on a on a Sunday, and Morikawa seems to be that way. I mean, you look at Brooks has always been a a closer on Sundays. I mean, you can't trust Rory at all, can you? At this point, you can't. Um,
0: and and you know, I just I, I and I said this at Tory Pines. I just want to see him birdie two of the first four three of the first five and he birdied one early and then he makes a bogey immediately and then he he was off the radar and it I think it really does come down to him just not hitting his irons quite close enough Um, and and a lot of those are wedges his wedge play has been extremely mediocre for a while we know he could be he probably is the best driver of the golf ball on the planet right now mm-hmm. still I mean he has been for a while but his wedge play is so mediocre he's not getting the ball close enough to the hole and consequently he's just not he's not I guess you could call it his B B minus game and he's still somewhat in the mix but it just feels like it's been a while since we've seen that that true A game from him um uh speaking of brooks uh i think we I think brooks is back
1: i right. I will uh, I will say Brooks is back. I think he's he's healthy now and like like I've said I think on the last couple podcasts that we've recorded together that he's he's kind of in that point where it's not just about, you know, solely winning the majors because I think he realizes that his game, you know, he can't just pick up his game, you know, pick up the golf clubs a week before the major starts and and you know, and he can find it. He's got to get that that knee healthy and you know, he's probably making slight adjustments with the golf swing and everything. And he's got to be a little bit more, um, uh, consistently in tune with, you know, playing more events and playing hard in these events and working on his golf swing, because I mean, the older you get the, 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 you know, the, the more the, the knee and your other body parts and everything like that don't respond. So you got to keep them in a little bit more in in more of golfing shape, but yeah, it's fun. And when he gets in contention, he's, he's, he's another fun personality cause he, he's arrogant as hell. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's kind of good for the tour. I mean, you know, he's, he's been kind of humbled here the past couple of years, but, um, you know, if he wins an event, uh, major coming up, you know, this year, it's, mm. it, you know, no, nobody's going to hear the end of it, but I, I think he's, I think yeah. he's pretty well back. I mean, don't you?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, so a win, you know, at Phoenix, um, you know he didn't play great at Riviera, but uh, you know follows that up with a with a runner up here. Um, yeah, he's trending. He he did have some some neck issues over the weekend. It's kind of weird, but he fought through that. And uh, I was really impressed with his putting. He made a lot of putts on the weekend. Um, uh, and uh, I think if he has that going forward, I think his ball striking is coming back. And uh, you know, come Augusta, he's, he's going to be an interesting name to watch. Um, and, uh, it'd be interesting to see where he is when the odds come out, uh, officially for the masters, but mm-hmm. got, got to feel like he he's, he's trending in the right direction to be in the mix there. Um, any final takeaways? Well, actually let's, let's talk about the golf course real quick. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I know last, last week when we recorded, we, you know, I, I. I tried to find some information. I, you know, there's a lot of a lot of Paul Azinger uh, uh, quotes out there about the golf course, and uh, he said it could eat your lunch, and said that you could also make a ton of birdies, and I, he was kind of right on both accounts. Um, we saw a lot of birdies, we saw a lot of disasters, a lot of train wrecks, and. Um, in some ways, it's your typical Florida course—a ton of water, a ton of uh, you know spots where you can get into a lot of trouble. I guess I guess the most entertaining part of the the golf course was was you know the the greens, the and the complexes of the greens, but also the uh, you know the lack of rough around the green and more of those you know runoffs and. uh where you know you had these big chipping areas. I know we were texting Saturday uh, on thirteen. That was the craziest thing I've seen in a while. When yes, I mean you got all these guys. It's a par five. It's it's a reachable par five. They're hitting four and five irons into the green. No one could hold the green. It's going over. You got an impossible up and down. They're chipping back over the green into the bunker. I was I was amazed. And you know Tim and I were talking a little bit about the distance thing last week. Well, this is one of the defenses of of you know. uh the, the defense uh, or, or the distance debate is, you know, firm greens, um, you know, all these tough runoffs around the greens. And uh, man, I thought it was entertaining as hell. what
1: did you think? That's a great golf course. I mean, Paul Azinger, I, I didn't realize he was a member there. So, you know, I, I heard all the quotes too and, and whatnot. And I was like, how does this guy know everything? But I guess if you're a member there, you, you have a pretty good idea, but yeah. What a, what a fantastic golf course. And I, I hope they, Continue to have a some sort of event there each year, some some PGA Tour event where they make it you know tough like that because it it rewarded good shots and it made you hit good tee shots and good iron shots, but man did it penalize you if you uh you got kind of off the beaten path there and and in a way it was like a uh not not as hard but in a way it was like a U.S. Open type of setup like a Shinnecock Hills where the greens if you missed them in certain spots, it was going to roll, you know, 10, 20 yards off the the green there. Then you'd have a super elevated chip shot just to have to you know get up and down there. So, the the, the length wise, the guys handled it pretty well because the the wind wasn't uh, wind wasn't that strong. So they could, you know they could get around it pretty easily there. But but I like how these types of golf courses that you've got to hit it, you know. 18 feet right of the hole or you've got to keep it underneath the hole or, you know, you got to kind of, you know, plod your way. You got to think backwards as far as how you play a golf hole, you know, and figure out where you want to come, uh you know, where you want to put it, what I want to put from, and then, you know, think back to where you want your approach from. And, and that's the type of the thing that shine with a lot of, you know, with a lot of guys that finished high, like, like Colin is, you know, the thinkers like that, the good iron players, they could kind of put it where they needed to be. But, I really hope – I mean, there's a lot of – this Florida Swing has a lot of great golf courses, but this one really, really shine And I hope they can do something as far as having a, having a big event where they can have this course set up like this going forward because I would not mind watching uh, a tournament at the Concessions Golf Club uh, each year. <laughs> uh, yes,
0: the the Concession. Uh, yeah, I was impressed. I, I agree. I, I think it's it really – um, I, I think the players also seem to respect that they they enjoyed it I know uh, Billy Horschel who you know you can always count on a good quote or two even though if we Hell don't yeah. ne- even though we don't need it um, he he, re- he really talked about you know you can't fake it around there you really got to hit you know a ton of solid shots and um, we didn't really see the wind blow too much and if we did uh, we, it could have been super interesting. Oh, we've got a bloodbath, yeah. Oh, I mean, god Cam Smith on Saturday. That was um and, and t- oh. t- Tim obviously talked Cam Smith up and he was in a great spot and um I when it happened, I said, well, Cam Smith just lost a golf tournament, but uh he did come back on on Sunday. He did he did hit your uh, low Aussie, uh, I think plus 300. Yes. Um, so yep, it's good, good pick there. Yeah, I mean, our picks last week, we I, I I gave out Webb. He was in the mix. You gave out Hovland, who obviously finished second, and uh, uh, we were we were pretty spot on with the picks. And uh, we're going to see if we can get another week uh, where we, we we give you um, give you some gold. We'll we'll do our best here. Uh, one more thing on the WGC at the concession. Um, who wore the worst Sunday red? I have an idea. I just want to see if your answer matches mine.
1: Who wore the worst Sunday red? Yes. Oh
0: man, I don't even know. Oh, I I'm mean, I'm I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. This who, who are
1: you? Who are you thinking of?
0: I mean, this is this is a no brainer. Scotty Shuffler. He he got the. Oh Dis- my God. I forgot.
1: Yeah. He, <laughs> he got the discount. Dumpy yeah. looking.
0: It was like the discounted oversized 2004 version of a Nike, um, with some weird checks on it. I know Rory had the same shirt, but it was I like, say, the- he was
1: wearing the same thing, but Rory looked damn good in his. Yeah. And but he, yeah,
0: his was fitted. Sheffler, Sheffler it's hanging off his elbow. It's like he got it at Kmart on the, on the clearance rack. I just, I mean, man, I felt, I kind of felt bad for him. It's all like he got the sloppy seconds of, of Nike who uh, we talked <laughs> about this before. They're not, they're not, they're not great anymore as far as uh fashion, golf fashion goes. No,
1: they're not. Yeah. But, I, I, but then I do agree with that. And thinking about that, that, uh, that was the worst. I mean, there were some good looks though. Like Tommy Fleetwood look good. Tony Finau. Finau, Finau looked State. good. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were wearing the mock necks too. I mean, that were, that was that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, that was solid. Um, yeah, Scheffler that God, looked so damn sloppy with that. Um, uh, any final thoughts on on the tournament? Any anybody that interested you that you know going forward? Um, I don't know anything else.
1: Yeah, well, we'll uh, something we're playing this week that I I wanna end up talking about, but this okay. is a good. Uh, it's gonna be a good carryover here because what you're we're going from a good. Uh, iron play golf course to to you know you do you do need to hit good irons but uh, also good drivers so we're looking for guys hitting the ball well um on these same types of greens
0: um yeah so we continue the florida swing this week at uh, bay hill club and lodge to play um the arnold palmer invitational um par 72 uh, measuring 74-54, so there, it is it is a lengthy track. Uh, of course, Bermuda Greens again. Uh, last five winners here have been international winners. Um, I think I saw the only two Americans to win this event, I think in the last 12 years, are Tiger Woods and Matt Every. Um, there's a stat for you. Um, uh, and already I saw that there's going to be some, some wind. It looks like potentially on Saturday and Sunday and, uh, with, with water factoring on nine of the 18 holes on this golf course, uh, I'm, I'm super interested to watch how that's going to play out. Um, let's talk about what, what kind of guy, uh, or, you know, some of the past winners, what they've done well here or what you like, uh, for this golf course.
1: Well, and, and normally out here, I mean, if the Florida in in spring is, as I'm sure a lot of people have gone down there for spring break and whatnot, know that it is always windy in Florida in the spring. And in this golf course, though, they generally grow the rough out a little bit. Uh, Palmer, Arnold Palmer, always wanted um, a little bit longer rough. The Greens usually play are are pretty firm. Got to get the ball in the fairway and got to hit it well. And I think you got to hit it pretty far. one yeah. of the stats that we need to look at is, is strokes gain off the tee, because if these, if you're short and crooked or long and crooked, even um, not putting the ball in the fairway, you, these, these green complexes are, are challenging enough to where it's hard to get to a lot of these pins with how I'm expecting the roughs going to be um, for this week here. So strokes gain off the tee. We want strokes gained uh, approach shots um, and, and Bermuda greens. So we want, we want good putters. Uh, but those are the I think those are the main metrics that are, are should be really focused on.
0: I agree. Uh, yeah, I, that lines up with with what I saw as well. There's 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 some length to this course. There's some long par fours. I, I want I want the guys that are just good ball strikers overall. I know that sounds like. <laughs> like kind of a no-brainer. Um, you could say that almost every course, but this one, I think specifically, it makes a lot of sense to find guys that are going to be really, really solid T to green. Um, and if it gets windy, you know, on Saturday and Sunday, like it, it might, um, you know, it actually might favor the Euros again. Um, you know, some of these guys that can mm-hmm. really control their ball, uh, a guy like Francesco Molinari. I also like guys that have had success around this track. It seems like, once you've played well here you continually play well um <clears throat> i talked today about henrik stenson he i don't know if he did i don't know if he won here in the mid t- 2010s but man he was always in the top three or four rory's been really solid here the last four years he's been in the top six every year since 2017 um mark leishman's a guy that has had a ton of success success <laughs> around here um he's he's <laughs> <laughs> you have to edit that out. Um, he's got a first and a second in the last four years. So I, I like guys that have pretty decent course history. Um, guys that, you know, good drivers of the ball, good putters uh, on Bermuda. Let's uh, let's get to the odds where somehow I didn't have that up. But I do know Rory McIlroy is the favorite. And on DraftKings, he is, I think, plus 900.
1: Plus nine hundred.
0: Yep. All right, help me out when I get this up here, um, which I, I think is not a surprise to anyone, even though we we just threw him under the bus uh, about ten minutes ago. Uh, and, and it's because he's he's won here. He's played so well the last four years, um, and he's he's still an amazing driver of the golf ball. Um, uh, any any surprise? He's the favorite, say over a. Bryson or Hovland who you know he's hitting the cover off the ball right now
1: no I I, I think uh, Rory's gonna be you know I, I don't I'm not surprised at all that he, him being the betting favorite with with this success I mean um you know the odds makers know that uh, that this is an event that uh that he could always do well on and I I, I don't Love the number. I don't know if I'll pr- bet it pre-tournament at plus nine hundred. Just from what we talked about earlier in the in the show here, but 900 is not not too bad. I think it's pretty fair for uh, for what he's done here. Um, under
0: under two th- uh, thousand, we also have uh, this is on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Victor Hovland is now plus eleven hundred. Bryson at plus twelve hundred. Terrell Hatton, the defending champion, at plus 1,600, and Patrick Reed at plus 1,600. This isn't a, an event that Reed normally plays, um, but he he did really play well uh, last week at the, at the concession. Um, I don't know if any of these guys are, are truly bettable in, in my mind. Um, what do you think?
1: I, I was actually going to agree with you. Uh, say the same thing there, that I don't know if I could bet – any guys pre-tournament. Reed. that's not a bad number, but, I mean, he's never played there, so you just don't know. And he's not he's, – his ball striking isn't the greatest. Um, Hatton is probably not going to win again. Um, he, he could play – he could definitely finish top five, top ten. Um, Bryson's still – he's kind of sorting some stuff out. I think he's kind of getting ready for Augusta is what he's doing, so he's just testing stuff. And, and Victor – at plus 1200 I think it's a little bit low although like we said I mean you can look at his floor there and if yeah. you if you want some close to guaranteed money I mean you could look at uh, top 10 you know plus 150 or whatever he's playing but these guys are I'm all looking for uh for live bets um I think they yeah. can they could all have a chance of winning but I won't I don't think I'll bet these guys before Thursday and we'll see how see how they play the first day and and you know kind of take my chances from there.
0: I like that strategy. I, It's definitely conceivable that one of these guys could come out early Thursday and, and, and be in the mix the whole way, but the number's a little short for my liking. Um, but there's definitely some guys in this next range that I like, and it will go from 2,000 to 4,000. Sanjay at 2250. Uh mm-hmm. Got some international guys: Paul Casey, Matt Fitzpatrick, Louis Oosthuizen at twenty five hundred, Hideki at twenty eight hundred, Horschel, Molinari, and Jordan Spieth at plus three thousand, and Jason Day and Jason Kokrak at plus thirty five hundred. Um, I have an idea of who you might like here, but I want to see. I want to see if I'm right. Well,
1: the first name that jumps out. Um, is not a household name, but again, we're going to, we're going to look at, uh, um, you know, an American player could definitely win, but the fact that only two Americans have won since 2006 is definitely, uh, something a little bit telling here. So Matthew Fitzpatrick though, I I think he is, um, he's got some pretty good value at plus 2,500, um, played well at, uh, the workday plays tough golf courses really well, plays the wind really well uh, when he gets his putter going. He's a pretty solid putter there. And I mean, this could be a chance where he breaks through and wins a, a pretty significant event here. And, um, he's one of the guys I I like. Um, and then the other guy, I don't know. As far as a win bet, I, I, something shows tells me Horschel would be a Billy Horschel would be a good bet, but is he a guy that's going to win an event, a big one like this with a good, you know, pretty good field. I don't know. I mean, he's a Florida guy, loves Florida golf and all that and played really, really well last week. Um, I might top 10 him and maybe a little bit on the, uh, on a win bet, but yeah. those two jump out at me and I know you, we, we've talked about it and I'm sure you've got some that, uh, you've liked as well here.
0: Yeah. I got two guys that I really like. Um, by the way, Fitzpatrick did gain five shots t to green last week, um, which bodes bodes pretty well. He, he was, um, he actually gained three strokes putting, but it was, it was around the greens that actually hurt him the most. He, he was just above zero, but yeah, Fitzpatrick is hitting it solid. He's not that long, but he's, like you said, he seems to elevate his game. He's played well at this golf course. So that, that obviously makes sense. Um, I like this guy, but the numbers don't necessarily support it. But he's played okay recently, and he's played great the last two years here. It's Sanjay M at 2250. He's finished third the last two years here. He plays Florida really, really well. Um, if we talk about a guy as far as ball striking in general, you know this, this guy is one of your top 10, 15 in the world, um, You know, T to green. He is. He did lose stro- uh, strokes. He was negative in strokes and approach last week and his last event in Phoenix. Though that gives me a little bit of pause. But I think as far as um, you know, winning the Honda last year. You know, you know of course, that at, at least in similar makeup with a with a lot of trouble off the tee. Um, I like Sanjay at 22.50. I think he's ready to make a splash again. And then uh, the other guy's Francesco Molinari at plus 3,000. He's, he's slowly getting his game back um, after uh, Tiger killed him for a while at the 2019 masters. He's coming back from the dead. Um, he is a past winner here. He finished eighth at Riviera where he was uh, really solid T to green, gained four shots T to green at, at Riviera, a uh, really demanding golf course. Um, You know, a little bit different makeup, but I'll take a shot on Molinari at plus three thousand. Real quick, Spieth, plus three thousand,
1: yes or no? Pre tournament, um, no, because this golf course, with it being uh, uh, stroke skiing off the tee being important, he's he's not good at that. So, (laughs) I Uh, mean. The, yeah. Some of these other Florida ones, maybe, but I, I don't like them. I don't like them like here with the wind and the potentially long rough, and it's just. Although I didn't, you know, he, I, I, didn't think he was a good fit for some of these other events that he's finished well on. So he maybe he's a his mind.
0: It's true. He off the tee at Phoenix. He was uh, minus three. And he still finished fourth because his iron play was ridiculous. He was barely in the positive at Pebble and Riviera off the tee, um, but he did a lot of his work at Riviera putting. Um, and and I don't like him either. I, I'm actually I'm going to look at the the miscut odds for Spieth this week. Um, I know probably a lot of people are thinking, oh, he's back. He's he's top fifteen in the last three events. Um, I hate this golf course for him. I, I, I just think it could be, you could, you, you could get, you could get a couple high numbers going here quick. And, uh, he still hit a lot of foul balls and his, his little heater and, uh, yeah. Miss cut on speed. That's yeah, what I'm going to, that's what I'm going go for. Plus
1: two, t- plus two 10. He's sitting at miss to miss the cut.
0: Hmm. That's, that's a decent. Uh, that's number. pretty,
1: that's pretty tasty right there.
0: Yeah. I don't mind that. Um, Sorry, Jordan. Um, going down the board, let's go plus forty five hundred to I don't know, around the seven thousand range. Um, you got some real guys in here that that you know have either played this golf course well or you know, they, they fit the skill set that we were talking about here with with pretty good driving, pretty good Bermuda putter. Um Plus forty five hundred to plus seven thousand. Give me a name or two that you think has the potential to win, or uh, maybe a top ten bet.
1: You uh, you mentioned him a little bit ago here is Mark Leishman. Um, I think he's kind kind of working back into form, um, but with the course success, uh, the wind factor that uh, he's a he's a really really good wind player. Yep. Um, so that's uh, that's a guy I looked at and I, I didn't mention before so he he's just ahead in this category is, is Jason Kokrak, mm-hmm. plus and plus 3500. Um, he's the other guy I was kind of eyeballing in this in this uh, area here. R- uh, hits it long, uh, played pretty pretty good here. I think he's kind of trending up a little bit and uh, he's a guy I like this week. Uh,
0: Kokrak's played well here and he is really sneaky good. Uh, off the tee, uh, gained four off the tee last week. Um, gained five tee to green. His approach was a little down, but yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy that that um, has the potential, I think, and, and his his skill set sort of suits what we were talking about. Um, I I know this is going to be a broken record, but why not Sam Burns?
1: Love his numbers. Yeah, I mean his strokes gain numbers.
0: Yeah, I uh, we we talked about it before, um, even when he was on the West Coast. That he's actually, I mean, a great Bermuda putter. Twelfth um, in this field, um, T to green ninth in the field. Balls total ball striking fourth. Um, I mean, everything is pretty solid. His around the green is not great, but if you're ball striking the hell out of it, um, you hit 15 greens, uh, you know, you don't need that to save you. Um, I, I, I think he got a little bit of, uh, I, I, there wasn't a lot of attention paid to what he did in Riviera where he played great shot 69 on Sunday and he just got, he get, he just got beat. He, he didn't really lose the tournament in my mind. He just got beat mm-hmm. by, by two guys that just, you know, played ridiculous on Sunday, but, um, I still think at that, that number, it might be the best value on the board to me. And I know I treat him like he's my, my brother or something, but this guy is uh, close. Um, I also like Leishman as well. I already bet Mark Leishman was my first bet of the day today. Um, and I don't think he's been playing great, but I think this is one of those places that he can go back to and, uh, he gets good vibes and uh, he usually performs well. Anybody beyond eight thousand, plus eight thousand, that you you like as a as a sleeper to to win this tournament?
1: I like at plus eight thousand. I like Cameron Davis. Um, his tee to green, or off the tee, I mean, um, a pretty good tenth in the field off the tee. Uh, 31, 31st in putting, eighteenth uh, in approach. Ron the Green's not very good, but he's got uh, he's got some good numbers that back up the the, the format that we want to we, we want to bet these guys at, and I, I think that's uh, uh, he's worth a little bit uh, looking into there. And I I'm going to probably throw a little bit on a win and uh, top ten at plus six fifty on that. I don't mind that he
0: he's trending. Uh, I think we've talked about him a few times since January. Uh, on this podcast, I, I, I don't mind uh, a guy like Tr- Cameron Tringali at plus nine thousand. Um, again, I don't, I don't know if we're talking about Cameron Tringali really winning this tournament on on Sunday, but uh, I tell you, for a guy, if you look at his numbers across the board, it's he's he's positive in all the strokes gained metrics. He's a solid putter. And his his approach plays eleventh uh, in this field. Um, I think at plus nine thousand. I mean, uh, you could do a lot worse than him. Um, Brandon Grace back to back.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I I think the good play is is gonna be there. I don't know if he can win back to back, but plus a thousand on a top ten. I mean, that's something to look into. I'm sure top twenty is not too bad either, but. Yeah, I mean he played he played really good on Sunday and, and I I could see him carrying that along and and uh you know having a lot of success this week. So a uh, really good wind player as well, uh, South African. Um, you know, playing played, played in a lot of wind growing up and and uh, um, yeah. you know plus eleven thousand, that's not, not too bad there.
0: It's not bad. Um Brendan Steele down the board. He's a little bit interesting if I was going to play a top 10 plus 1,100. He's played Florida pretty decent, um, long off the tee, good driver of the golf ball. Um, Beyond that, Johnny, I'll I'll take a shot on Henrik Stenson at 175 to 1, a small win bet, top 10 on him. Um, He has not done much at all for a long time. (laughs) I'll be honest,
1: but – I mean, success on the golf course, though. I mean, I mean, on this place, you know, before. So he, that that is usually pretty bad. When they get that some of that uh, familiar cooking there, and uh, um, yeah. can get on holes that they they feel comfortable with. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you never know.
0: What happened to uh, what happened to our guy Doc Doc Redman? He's down there two fifty to
1: one now. Well, I he was a guy that it was. I was going to mention is, uh, I don't. I mean. He he could break through and and play well. I mean, is he going to win? I think he's pretty pretty far out on that uh, you know chance. But uh, he, I think he was his driving numbers were were pretty good, weren't they? Uh, well, at one
0: time in the fall, I I really thought he was he was right there.
1: Man, he should have won that one event.
0: What was yeah, that? Uh, yeah. Was that I? That
1: was in was Bermuda, it Rico? or Bermuda? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been close, but he is not, he has not done much since the new year hit and uh, his numbers, his odds have really dropped. Um, anything else you got? got uh, any matchups, uh, any, any other prop bets?
1: I do not have those, but be sure to check the Instagram page as I get more time to look at it. Since we're recording a little bit early on this, I haven't, had the opportunity to look, but usually we could find some some decent ones that 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 we like. I do like that speeth miscut uh, bet at at those odds. I mean, that's that's pretty good right there. I think it's yeah. pretty good thing to look at. But yeah, we'll take a look at it here, and and I'll definitely uh, get some stuff posted that we can that we can look at as some good plays here uh, on Instagram.
0: Yep, the Spieth play will be that that will be mentioned once again by. Probably both of us here. Um, I don't have anything else. Um, I I think we got some decent numbers uh, on some on some guys we like, and we also uh, we got your best bet on on Facebook as well. We'll be posting the same picks there as as well. We'll be posting live bets. I did post a live uh, a matchup on Sunday, which lost, but uh, uh, Zalatoris did lose to Cochrane head to head. But um, so yeah. Make sure you look at look us up on uh, on Facebook and Instagram, um, and uh, hopefully we can continue this this heater going. Make it uh, four winners and six events. Uh, can't wait to see what how this one plays out. Johnny, appreciate it. Thanks for joining me.
1: Always a pleasure. Good good uh, good luck to everybody in in their bets, and hopefully we can get another one.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, we are uh we got one more show this week uh we're gonna do a little betting 101 and i have a a special guest that's going to talk about daily fantasy which i am not huge in um haven't been for a little while but um he's feeling pretty strong about it he's in a non non non-sports betting state so daily fantasy is all he has we're going to compare and contrast those uh so that's coming up later this week uh appreciate everyone listening and we'll catch you next time